Hello and welcome to another podcast at Equippers Church Dunedin. Today's sermon is brought to you by Pastor Reggie Debs. Well, how's everybody doing today? You good? Are you happy? I'm happy. Give somebody a high five and you can sit down. Look at somebody else and say, all right, all right, all right, as you sit down. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. Hey, uh, um, 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 anybody ever heard this before? It's like, it's old school. I could sing of your love forever. Okay, everybody do that with me. I could sing of your love forever. That's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. Oh, by the way, though, but I'm, I'm, I'm black. American black, all right? So that sounds like a perfectly good white people song, but black people where I live got a hold of that song and kind of blackicized it. That's a pretty good word right there. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, blackicize. <laughs> Some of you are like, wait a minute, what does that mean? Oh, it's better that I let you hear what it is. So to get this started, we've taken a song, a perfectly good white people song, and blackicized it. But you'll know what your part is. First thing you have to do is, can you clap one time? Can you clap three times? All right, bud. Hit that first one. Turn it up loud. Let's make it real loud tonight, all right? Louder. 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 All right, everybody, just clap your hands.
It's your turn. So everybody just snap. Now, ladies, you got to sing it, all right? All right? So you can do it, ladies. Don't worry about it. Just I can sing of your love forever, all right, girls? Here we go. One, two, three, sing now. I Y'all got it? Do it again, girls. Do it again. One more time. All right, all right. Everybody clap for the ladies, brothers, I know. But it's Mother's Day, so it's time for all the men to man up right now. You got to sing it for all the ladies in the house. One, two, men. I can sing of your love. Y'all just butchered this song, all right? It was, okay, stop. Just stop it. Town guys, stop it. Stop the music. Stop the music. <laughs> Sir, you just ruined Mother's Day across the world. <laughs> Hadn't even happened in America, but it ain't going to now because you sing. Could have been the worst men singing I've ever heard in my life. There's one brother over there like, I didn't do it, man. I knew better. I knew better. I knew better. Okay, all the ladies look at a man and say, thank you for trying, baby. Just thank you for trying. Then ladies, tell them the truth. Just look at them and say, don't ever do that again, all right? Everybody say old school. New school. Okay, I got some old school and I got some new school. So that means, in, in, in American terms, Old Testament, New Testament. Get it? Old school, new school. Old school. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. The Bible says this. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness. Everybody say, everlasting love. Everybody say, unfailing kindness. Come on, one more time. Say everlasting love, unfailing kindness. Now we're going to go to the New Testament so I can show you what that looks like. What does it look like for Jesus to call you like that, to call you with everlasting love and unfailing kindness? So if you go now to Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10, it's a simple story in the Bible, but I got to read it to you and tell you the way I do it. If you haven't been here all day, I've been in the book of Luke all day long, all right? And I'm going to stay there just one more time. I read a little, then I'll talk to you. Then I read a little, then I'll talk to you. And before it's over, man, I had chicken today. I just want y'all to know. I'm feeling good, feeling good. Here it is. Luke chapter 19. Okay, by the way, I have in my mind exactly how this is supposed to go. If it doesn't, I'm blaming it on jet lag. I just got to your country yesterday, okay? And I spoke in Auckland. Then I flew here, and I spoke twice this morning, and I'm speaking again now. And it is 1.44 a.m. this morning according to my mind. So I, had, I could say whatever I want. <laughs> That's going to be my excuse, all right? And when I come back in two weeks, I'm going to say the same thing. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking, all right. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. The Bible says this. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Everybody say, passing through. Okay, now here's the cool thing. He wasn't even posted. He's just going from point A to point B, but to get there, he went through Jericho. Now, check this out. I went to school, so I went to school. I'm, like, learned in the Bible. I did, I got all the degrees. Hello, word, all right? 
But I still go by Reggie because it's easier. Some of you are like, you don't act like you're smart. That's why I'm smart. Okay, look, look, here it is. Just write this down. Do not give everything you have. And do not say everything you know. It's better that way. And if you didn't understand that, it's cool. If you did, you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty good. So here we go. Check this out. Did you know where Jesus was going when he finally got there? If you look at it on a map, he went the wrong way. He should have never went through Jericho. That was not even the way to go where he was going. And you know he had disciples with him, especially Peter. And you know Peter's like, this is stupid. Why are we going through here? Could have been there yesterday. <laughs> that's just because he's that's that boy crazy, all right? But there's a reason why. Okay, now that's verse 1. Jesus was passing through. Everybody say passing through. Look at verse 2. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. Okay, stop right there. I like this. This dude is a tax collector, which means he collects taxes. Who pays taxes? You do. So this brother would come to your house and take your money. And on top of that, he rich. So he drives a Maserati. And you ride the bus. He drives a Maserati. You got a bicycle. He drives a Maserati. You pray to God every time you turn your key, hoping that your car starts. And he took your money. You starting to see nobody likes this dude because he got a Maserati. And he takes your money. And you ride the bus. Or even worse, you walk. <laughs> if you so broke, you walk. That's your problem. I'm just saying, all right? She says, oh, he got a Maserati, you walking. He be driving by you honking. Uh-uh, how you doing? Hey, how's those Nikes feel? <laughs> so nobody liked him. Look at verse 3. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being short, he could not see because of the crowd. Okay, now this is just perfect. Not only is he taking your money and he drives a Maserati, he a hobbit. The brother's a midget taking your money, all right? No disrespect to little people, but come on. You're walking, he's sitting on a phone book driving his car. Hey, how's those Nikes? Some of you are like, I read this story. I've never seen it like this. <laughs> I know it's good, isn't it? So he couldn't see over the crowd. That's why nobody would let him. Are you starting to understand it? Here he is behind the crowd. And he's like, hey, can I see? And they turn around and see a Zacchaeus. They go, no. Buy your way. You got money. Stand on top of your Maserati. <laughs> but you know what I like? I like the next verse. Check it out. <laughs> it says, so he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. I like this little brother. You know why? He didn't let anybody stop him from what he was going to do. They were making fun of him. They were calling him short, hobbit, all this stuff. He's like, that's fine, that's fine. I know where he's going. I'm going to see him. Sometimes you got to have a Zacchaeus attitude. Sometimes you got to leave your friends behind. Sometimes you got to do something because you need it. Because here's the deal. Let's break it down. If you're a brother in the room, here we go, brothers. Listen to me very carefully, brothers. We all wear a mask. Every brother in the room, we wear a mask. We pretend everything's good when it's bad, right when it's wrong, happy when it's sad. But, brother, if it hadn't happened yet, your mask will fall one day. And when it does, there's only one thing you could turn to. Sisters, I can't leave you out. It's Mother's Day. So every girl, here's the deal. A lot of you already know this world has pain and hurt. 
that Mac and Clinique don't make makeup to cover that stuff. That was good right there. I know. Thank you. I know. That, that, that's straight from America, that line. All right. But here's the deal. When everything starts running, my sisters, and when your mask starts falling, my brother, there's only one place you could turn. I'll spell it for you. L-O-V-E. It will never fail. L-O-V-E. It will always be there. L-O-V-E. No matter how bad you hurt, no matter how sorry it gets, L-O-V-E can lift you up. It can turn your life around. It can set your feet on solid ground. Love never fails. And greater love hath no man than any lay down his life for a friend. Man, I'm preaching good today, y'all. I'm really preaching really good. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the lack of sleep. But it's kind of cool. Like, there's a lot more people in here than probably really is. I'm seeing double anyway. This place packed, all right? This is good. Check this out. Love never fails. So this Zacchaeus runs ahead and climbs a tree. I want to see that video when I get to heaven. How's a little brother like that grab that first branch? I think he pulled his Maserati up under the tree, <laughs> climbed on up there. Uh, let me give you my title. Touch your neighbor. This is the title of my sermon. Touch your neighbor and say, this is your spot. Come on, touch your other neighbor and say, hey, hey, this is your spot. <laughs> I like it, dude. And now look at verse number five. You see it? Hey, everybody, look at verse five behind me. You see it? What did you say to your neighbor? This is your spot. Now look at verse five. When Jesus reached, help me, when Jesus reached, that was good, wasn't it? See, you title the sermons in the scripture. When Jesus reached the spot. When Jesus reached the spot, the Bible says that Jesus, when he reached the spot, he looked up and he said, hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. I'm coming to your house today. Now stop. Time out. Here's the deal. I read from verse 1 to there. No one told Jesus that brother's name. Nobody had to. Why? Because Jesus is half God, half man. But the God in Jesus made Zacchaeus. The God in Jesus made you. The God in Jesus made Reggie. He knew your name before time begin. Pastor said it this morning. He knew your name before he even made the earth. So that means when Jesus comes to your spot, he already can say your name because he already knows you. He looked up that tree and said, Zacchaeus, come down. I got to come to your house. Zacchaeus almost fell out of the tree because he's like, how did that brother know my name? <laughs> I didn't take his tax money. How does he know my name? And you know what? It's the most incredible feeling when you realize that Jesus knew you. He knew you the whole time. He knew everything about you. And don't feel bad because he still loves you. He plays the nastiest thing you've ever done on his home screen up in heaven. And he still goes, I died for that, so I'm going to love him. I died for that so I can love her. And that's why tonight, this is your spot. This is your moment. This is your chance. Oh, what a good night this is. Touch your neighbor and say, this is your spot. Look at somebody else and say, this is your moment. Look at somebody and say, this is your chance. Let's go on. The Bible says, I like this, man, I like this. The Bible says that immediately, <laughs> in verse 6, so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Verse 7, all the people saw this begin to mutter. He is going to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said, okay, now wait, wait, wait. Here's the deal. This is what gets me. Jesus, all he said was this. Hey, Zacchaeus, come out of the tree. I'm coming to your house today. 
That's all he said. Everything else that's mentioned until the very end, till verse 10, either people or Zacchaeus said something. All Jesus said was, hey, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. Come on down. And the rest was up to people and you. So here's what people say. Oh, he's going, he going to the house of a sinner. Verse 8, this is what Zacchaeus said. Right now, right here, Lord, look, here, and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay them four times the amount. Who told him to do that? Jesus didn't. All Jesus said was, yo, G, I'm coming to your house. And he's like, I'm sorry, I, I give everything away. I'm sorry, man. I'll pay. I'm selling the Maserati tonight. <laughs> Do you know why? Because when you realize that this is your spot, when you realize that this is your moment, when you realize that this is your chance, then everything you've ever done, good, bad, or ugly, comes down to the next words that come out of your mouth. Wow. And this man goes, I'll give half my possessions to the poor. If I've cheated anybody, I'll pay them four times the amount. In verse 9 and 10, I love it. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. Look at verse 10. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. There's another version in the Bible. Verse 10 says, for the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. I like that version. You know why? Because it speaks in his tense. Okay, you know you got present tense, past tense, right? But then there's another one. It's God's tense, all right? And in Jesus' tense, he sees you right. He sees you whole. He sees you perfect. He sees you with him as the Lord of your life. He sees you after you come out of the sin, after the tree, out of what's hurting you. He sees you wrapped in him. And that's the only way he can see you because his love is perfect. That's what it means to be loved with an unfailing, everlasting love. So when Jesus gets to your spot, he can speak to who you are and everything, everything changes. Everlasting love, unfailing kindness. That no matter what you've been through, he loves you just the way you are. And ain't nobody or nothing can change that. When I was a kid growing up, I used to, we used to go to church all the time. And back then, they always talked about how Jesus is coming soon, which is closer now than when I was a kid. That's uh, deductive reasoning, all right? And, dude, I remember, I remember, I remember one day, I was like probably 11, 12 years old. And I come just running home from school. I got to the house, front door open. That might be normal down here. But in the hood, you lock everything. You lock your dog. You just lock everything. So the front door is open. I open the screen door. TV's on. I'm like, Mom? Dad? Hey? And the first thing that hit me in the head was, Jesus came back. And I'm standing there thinking, well, why am I here? And then I had a hundred reasons why I was still there. And I had to stop my mind. Stop. And I'm like going, it hey, gotta be here. So I looked in the backyard. I looked in all the, I looked everywhere. I went, ah, I was there. And all of a sudden it hit me. They're gone. 
the mark of the beast. They're going to cut my head off. I will not take the mark. And I started to go, why, the, why didn't I serve Jesus? And I'm sitting in the living room crying like a baby. All of a sudden, my dad comes around the corner. Why are you crying? I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and the funny thing was, no, my dad, big, big, big. He like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, 250 pound, bald-headed brother. Do y'all have that cleaning solution, Mr. Clean, in New Zealand? Have you ever seen the cartoon dude? Paint him black. That's my daddy right there. <laughs> My daddy had a deep voice, too. He's like, never do drugs. That's the way he talked. I was nine. He's like, he's like, never do drugs. I'm like, uh-uh. He's like, if the drugs don't kill you, I will. I'm like, okay. My dad scared me so bad. I drink NyQuil and get a hangover, all right? So when he came around the corner, and when he came around the corner and said, why are you crying? I'm here like, oh, Jesus, he's here. He's here. And I looked out and go, I'm fine. Was, I wasn't fine, dude. I was crying like a little girl. And he's like, me and mama went next door to take care of the neighbor. What's wrong with you? And literally, he goes, oh, you thought Jesus came back to you. I'm like, no, why would I think that? And he went, mm. <laughs> he goes, let me give it to you like the Bible. And he said this, choose you this day whom you will serve. And he went, he literally went to the Bible. It's a book of, book of Deuteronomy. And he read this to me. And it said this. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And the last phrase of that, that whole scripture says, now choose life. Duh. <laughs> but that's the way God knew we were. We're duh. Because if we, he gave us the answer. Are y'all listening to me? He loved us so much that he gave us the answer. I've said before you life and death, blessings and curses. Hey, 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 now choose life. Choose life. I had a teacher one time who did that in university. Every test was on a Friday. Classes were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. On a Wednesday before the test on Friday, he literally went through the test that was going to be on Friday and gave us the answers. And then he said this, if you bring the paper with the answers on Friday, I'll let you use it on the test. Now, you would think I wouldn't remember anything that he taught. I still remember what that brother taught. Dr. Ian Hall was his name. I don't know why he did it that way, but I took him for every possible class. <laughs> Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> But check this out, check this out, check this out. We got it on Wednesday, Friday, I walk into class, it's almost test time. There's two minutes before the test starts. My friend comes in and sits down. I pull out my paper. I slept with my paper for two days. I didn't let that paper out of my sight for two days. My friend came in and sat down and went, oh, snap, I forgot the paper. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> he gave us the answer, said, bring it with you, and he forgot how can you do that? Oh, then again, how can you hear about the love of God and still not choose him? Oh, can I give you just one more example before we go tonight? Hey, check this out. There's a TV show in America. It's a game show called Let's Make a Deal. 
So all these contestants come and they're dressed real, you dress as crazy as you can to get the host to recognize you. And if he does, he'll give you an opportunity to win something. Here's what happened. Truth. They had three curtains. One had a number one, one had a number two, one had a number three. The curtains are closed. Only if you're on, watching on TV can you see what's behind the curtain. Behind curtain number one was a trip around the world for four people with $50,000 to spend on the trip. Behind curtain number two was a, a, an executive, uh, not executive, an, uh, like a real exotic car. It was a Ford Mustang Shelby edition. It was a convertible. It was black with gold. It was off the chain. And behind curtain number three was a donkey. That is not a European car. We're talking grass-eating, pooping, hee-haw donkey. It wasn't even like Shrex. It didn't even talk, Okay. But the curtains are closed, so one, two, or three. And the deal is, whatever you pick, you're taking it home. It's like, what? And I'm like, come on, girl, number three. You got to do it. I just want to see your face when you see that donkey. Number three. You know you do, too. You do, too. We all do. If it was us, we want the car. But somebody else, I just want to see when the curtains open. And it's like, yeah. So, so, so if she had chose curtain number three, then they'd open number one. So it's a trip around the world, $50,000. Number two, Ford Shelby. Oh. Number three, it's a donkey. <laughs> I just wanted to see that. But God loves you too much to do that. He does not want your life to be chance. So you know what he does? He loves us so much that he goes, get rid of the trip. And then open the curtain to number two and three. Didn't let her choose. So you can see the car. You can see that it's a $50,000 car that can drive faster than some cop cars. <laughs> Not that your country would care, but in my country, it could, it could help you, especially if you're black. All right, so. Oh, y'all watch the news. Never mind. Okay, listen to <laughs> Delete video. Delete. All right. <laughs> And then there's a donkey. I wonder um, how many people would say, oh, cool car, yeah. Hi. And the guy goes, which one you want? You want the car, you want the donkey? Donkey. <laughs> you see how you're laughing? All hell laughs every time you go back to sin. They just can't believe you're so stupid that you would go back there again. Y'all didn't see me coming, did you? See, that's that part that I said, don't say everything you know and don't give everything you have. Because sometimes when you play that role of, hey, what's up? You can really get everybody's attention and show them the truth. When I leave this room, everyone in this room have enough knowledge to choose right from wrong. And tonight you have a chance to choose right from wrong because Jesus is walking by your tree that you hiding in and he stopped at your spot and he said to you, come on down. I want to live in your heart. I love that. I love that. And he loves you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, he loves you just the way you are. Which brings me to my next song. 
I need your help. See, here's the deal. People come in and like I said, wearing the makeup, wearing the mask, pretending everything's great. But every now and then, you know what? You could be Jesus to somebody. You could help somebody out. You could speak hope to somebody. And that's what we're going to do right now. So everybody go like this. Everybody in the room. Now look, don't do it for you. You got to do it for the people beside you because you don't know. Maybe God put you beside them so that you could be the one that look up in their tree. That you can look up to them and tell them there's hope. So everybody put up the number one finger right here. Come on, you can do it. There you go. There you go. Now all you got to do is three different things. Number one, point at your neighbor and bring it back. Boom, boom. Cool. Now number two, point at yourself and bring it back. Uh, uh. That's good. Now number three, bring it up, bring it down. Mm -hmm. That's good. So do number one, number two, number three. Number one, number two. Some of y'all messed it up. All right, number one, number two, number three. Now this time, here we go. We're about to do this. You're going to help somebody. You're going to help somebody break down the wall so Jesus can walk in. So take that finger right now. Point at your neighbor and say this. Don't you give up. Point it, bring it back, bring it back. Now point at yourself and say, I won't give up. Bring it back, bring it back. Now let's go from the top. Point at your neighbor and say, don't you give up. Bring it back. Point at yourself and say, I won't give up. Now put it up in the air. Let the whole room hear you. Say, let me love you. Push play. You got to do this for your friend. Turn that up louder, louder, louder. Oh, now clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands. Oh, here we go.
Somebody say, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit down. Y'all didn't see that coming, did you? Y'all didn't see that coming. <laughs> hey, you know, that's what Jesus sings to you every day. You know, whether you hear him or not, every morning when you wake up, he's like, don't you give up. But he has to change it. He says about himself, he goes, I didn't give up. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Then he said, let me love you. Some of y'all are going, wait a minute, isn't that Justin Bieber? Yeah. <laughs> but do you know that he wrote that song about Jesus? Didn't know it, did you? Yeah, you can only know that if you're his friend. <laughs> I don't say that everywhere, but I'll let you know that. You know what? That song I did, I Could Sing of Your Love Forever, he, sang that, he sings that at every concert, too. And a lot of people think he's singing about some girl when he's singing about his Jesus. It is what it is, that the world may know him. Are y'all listening to me? I don't say that everywhere, but I just wanted you to know. The reason why that song added joy in this room is because of who that song was written for. See, man, Jesus will find his praise. But the question is, why are you in a tree still? Why are you still hiding? If you're new and you never heard me, I'm different. You could probably tell the way I preach I'm different. It's because I grew up in foster care my whole life. From eight years old when I was told I was in foster care to 21, I was highly suicidal. If you've been watching 13 Reasons, if you've been watching that, it's a lie. You can watch it if you want, but I'm just going to tell you right now. From a brother who from 8 to 21 wanted to kill himself, that's the biggest lie I've ever seen in my life. And so many kids are falling for it. If you, just, if you have no idea what I'm talking about and you have a teenager, you need to go on your computer, get yourself some of that next Netflix, whatever they call it. And you need to watch that 13 Reasons so that you can talk to your kids about it. Because they're gonna, if you tell them not to watch it, they're going to watch it anyway. So you might as well just flip it on them and say, let's watch it together. And give them every reason why they should live and not die. You are not a mistake. Are y'all listening to me? Not a mistake. Ever since that thing started, that show started, my country has quadrupled its suicide rate every day. And it was already at 97 a day. Quadruple that. That's how many American teenagers are taking their life. Because it's glamorous. It's beautiful. Only Jesus is beautiful. Look at me. I still haven't told you what to do. Have you noticed that? I have the ability to talk to people, but I'm just telling you what I did. What I did. When the world came and told me who I really was, I wanted to die. But when Jesus came in the tree of suicide that I was hiding in and said, Reggie, come down. I'm coming to your house. He gave me life. He gave me something to live for. And if he could do that for me, he could do that for you. So whatever tree you're hiding in, tonight you can come out. I like that. I, we used to play hide-and-go-seek all the time, but we used to play in a cemetery because we're Americans and we're stupid, all right? 
we'd go in and literally, we wouldn't start, we'd play hide and go seek from about 9 p.m. to midnight. And one night when we were playing, they, it's, it was months, no one could find me. But there was this huge tombstone. And if I jumped right over it, I could even hide behind that tombstone and they wouldn't find me. One night, what I did not know was they had just buried somebody else on the other side of that tombstone and put another tombstone. So when I dove over, my head hit that other tombstone and it, all I saw was lightning and I was gone. It knocked me out, y'all. When I woke up, it was sunrise and there was like a morning fog. You ain't never been scared until you wake up with the morning dew and fog and you in a cemetery. I sit up and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I saw this movie. I don't like scary movies. Black people die first in those, all right? I sit up and I'm like, oh my goodness. And you know, you know it's, I was foggy, so I'm thinking, where was I? Why am I in a cemetery? I can't be dead. If I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. I can't die. How did I die? There's no blood. I'm looking for holes. There's nothing. I stood up and I'm like, my head was hurting. I'm like, oh my goodness. About that time, a cop car pulls up and I go, hey, bro, am I dead? And he goes, not yet. He goes, are you Reggie Dabbs? I went, yeah, man. He goes, everybody's looking for you, bro. What are you doing? So we were playing hide and seek, I think, and I knocked myself out. And they went, you doing drugs? Come here, breathe in this machine right here. <laughs> That's the only time I ever did a breathalyzer. <laughs> no, he ain't drunk. <laughs> they took me home. I wish I was dead after I got home. Mama Black. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, by the way, uh, some of you literally think that you can play hide-and-go-seek with God. Tonight is another night for him to go, hey, I got you. Come out, come out wherever you are. Oh, that's just beautiful, isn't it? Come out, come out wherever you are. Let's pray. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. For more information, please check out our website. It's www.thecooperschurch.com forward slash Dunedin.